Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, and I'm an astrologer and writer and shamanic practitioner. And I'm Jen, and I'm an Akashic healer and reader and creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards, as well as a numerologist. Cool. And today we're going to mostly be talking about the energy of the Virgo new moon on September the 9th, Um, but also the energy around it, because there's quite a a few kind of occurrences (laughs) uh, just before and just afterwards. So let a quick rundown of the energy of the full moon, uh, sorry, new moon. It's at 17 degrees and zero minutes of Virgo. And it's a Virgo new moon, therefore the ruler is Mercury, and uh, Mercury will also be in Virgo at six degrees. And the moon is aspecting um, an opposition to Neptune in Pisces. There'll be a sextile to Jupiter in Scorpio and um, a trine to Pluto in Capricorn. And... um, the day just before three days before the new moon saturn turns direct the day after the new moon mars finally moves back into aquarius but mars will still be out of bounds and also um venus has just moved into scorpio on the new moon and is moving into an opposition with Uranus over there in Taurus. So there's kind of quite a lot going on around this new moon. So uh, do you want to give your initial thoughts, Jen? Sure. uh, I was just thinking about what you were saying and uh, thinking about this interesting aspect of the numbers that are playing in here. Because we're September, which is, it's always a nine month. So nine is about this kind of ending, it's inviting into our wisdom and it's uh, telling us that we're getting ready or preparing for a new cycle. This year, every year, the September is always a reflection of um, the actual year, right? There's a repetition or it invites the universal number because nine, when you add it to a number, uh, becomes that number right it always repeats the number so we're in an 11 universal year two plus one plus eight makes 11 so uh, when you add nine to 11 we get 20 which is a two so we have the 20 universal months and this is about recognizing the polarity between numbers or two sides light and dark or Uh, someone else's opinion and your opinion you know it's like all of these things it's finding that balance and I'll say more about the two later but there's a lot of two energy and the interesting thing is here we have in September this nine which is always there we have the 11 of the year and we have the 20 so we're repeating the numbers of the year the 2018 because two and the 20 and then the 18 makes nine plus we have the 11 which one and one make two so we have the the invitation to expand or allow in this divine energy or our intuition whatever you want to call it and allow it into our physical bodies so there's that transmutation that's happening bringing in the sense of peace and balance and giving us the opportunity to enter this time in a new way because September is a time when we begin something new. If our harvest has ended, we're looking at what we've created and what we're going to do next year, what we're going to take forward. Uh, Or if we're on the other side of the world, then we're looking at spring. What are we going to harvest so there's this energy here of uh, the bringing the polarity together, that 11 repeated with the two, that balancing energy coming forward. And then the exciting thing about this particular day, we're having it on the ninth, 
So again, here's the repetition of that nine, mm. and it's an 11 universal day. So there's a lot of the same numbers repeating, mm. the 11, the nine, the two. So it's bringing us back to the sense of who we are in a bigger way. And interestingly, the, the Jupiter and Pluto in the new moon chart are both at nine because there are 18 degrees. That's right. And that's the yeah. sacred 18 that is in our year. So it's, it's yeah. you know, there's this constant interplay with the numbers that are so fascinating. The nine and two have shown up repeatedly, to, you mm-hmm. know, over the past two or three years and here they are kind of playing themselves out throughout the year and specifically in this month and in this new moon. So it's pretty amazing. Mm. And there's the two, of course, Saturn's just stationed direct at two degrees Capricorn. Uh, Uranus is at two degrees of um, Taurus uh, retrograde, still at his retrograde degree. Pallas Athene is at two degrees Virgo. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and Mars, who's um, who I mentioned, will move back into Aquarius the the day after the new moon, is at the twenty nine um, Capricorn, so eleven. Yes. So yeah, there's a lot of those. Things. Yes, and the interesting thing is that the um, the actual universal day is the twenty is twenty nine, you know, and that's the eleven. So it's it's really very interesting how there's this connectivity and of course the two is about relationships and it's about our relationship to the world around us or how we see ourselves Uh, and I call it the number of surrender because it really does ask us to surrender or um, if you want if you think of surrender as bowing uh, to what is out there right what is true Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, in terms of, you know, we look at, oh, well, here are these two polarizations and how do I bring them to the center? Or this is me and this is the world outside or people are making me do things and I don't want to. Where's that place when we find that surrender to allow who we are to come forward Mm. into the world and just go, this is who I am. I'm accepting who I am. And that bowing to oneself, to one's higher self, even bowing to the people around you going, I see you, I recognize you. That doesn't mean that I let you do whatever you want to me, right? Mm. That's the um, shadow of the two. But this is this receptivity to recognition. In fact, in... Many religions, the reason why people bow like low, like in Indian religions, etc., you bow low, like you put your head on the floor because you're putting your head below your heart, which means that you're recognizing that your heart is leading, right? Not your head. It's not the mind that's deciding. It's not bowing to anything out there. This is exactly, yeah. Now, astrologically, when I look at this chart, I I, um, clearly start with the Virgo-Pisces polarity, which to me, Virgo is very much about um, one who is whole unto themselves. You know, it's very, it's the virgin, which the true meaning of the word is uh, she who is whole unto herself. It's a very female sign. There's a lot of earth and water. So that brings me back to the sculpting theme for the year that I've talked about. Um, the moon, the new moon is opposing Neptune. So it's bring in Pisces. So it's bringing down to earth in a practical way, the kind of mystery, the muse, the connection with the unconscious, um, kind of it's a very rebirthing kind of remaking new moon mm. and with the aspects to jupiter in scorpio of course jupiter in scorpio has been very much about the me too movement so it's the rise of this feminine voice saying no more you know we're going to dig out the corruption and the abuse and things and it's it it seems to be building up speed at the moment um with the pope's visit to ireland and the and the talk about the 
in Pennsylvania, all the priests' abuse. So it, it's all this kind of gunk and everything is being brought to the surface. And of course, Pluto in Capricorn's been doing that as well with our um, institutions for quite a long time. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's quite a lot more to that is that emerges mm. from, from this new moon and this new beginning, you know, about people um, kind of, I think there's going to be a lot of remembering and kind of uh, knowing where you've kind of given your power away or had your power taken from you or, or conversely as well had wielded power over others as well um, unnecessarily. And, but there's a lot of that about kind of letting that come to the surface so we can release it and let it go and kind of start again in a new way. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. I was eager to jump in. Yes. Um, You know what? It's like this coming to terms with the reality of who you are in a bigger Mm -hmm. way. So going at, like you're saying, yes, I did this. or I allowed myself to, uh, you know, um, be pushed around or whatever, however we look at it. And also go at that thing and go, well, Yes, I did that. But at the same time, that was the best I could do. And, you know, I didn't know what I know. So it's that coming to terms with a sense of of reckoning, but also with a sense of peace or harmony. Yes, mm-hmm. I recognize on the one hand, this happened. But on the other hand, this happened. Or on the one hand, uh, uh, there was abuse. So we do want a reckoning of the abuse, but we also want to come to terms like we don't want to just keep like you're, you, you did this terrible thing. I'm just going to keep hurting you, keep hurting you. It, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's like, this is that moment of releasing, mm. uh, which is so interesting because I didn't mention that the sun and moon 17, I know you mentioned that 17 degrees is, uh, it's one and seven is an eight, but it's also 17 is the number of immortality or leaving a legacy where we're touching into those things, that immortal part of ourselves, the immortal part of the acts we've taken and the thoughts we've had and allowing it to uh, be grounded in a new reality. You know, the eight, this is the number of success, but success or eight is about that balance again, right? It's two zeros coming together in this um, equalizing uh, what's, spiritual and what's material and making something more material in a new way. It's about leadership. We're leading into the space with uh, new energy, which mm. means we need to clean up our act, take responsibility. Uh, I find it fascinating that Virgo has just gone into Scorpio, right? Which is kind of digging up the dirt, going under. And here she's taking her place. Oh, like Venus. Venus, yeah. Yes. Who yeah. did I say? Venus. Okay. <laughs> ah, thank you for being here. And yes, Venus going into Scorpio. <laughs> and um, but you know, there with this uh, energy of Virgo is is very powerful because it is this this the ultimate goddess energy on Earth, mm. which is what the eleven speaks about, the seventeen or the eight speak about the two. All of these numbers, the nine, they all speak about bringing that energy into the space we're in. So we can begin to, you know, come to the table, not with the craziness, but like being in our bodies, but also speaking our truth, like going, you said this, or you did this to me. And mm-hmm. somebody going, instead of us them going, no, I didn't, and weaseling away, now they're kind of caught in the light and they have to go yes i did and i apologize which comes yes comes to again comes to that place of surrendering right mm-hmm. you're bowing to the reality you're going yes that i did do that and but i'm choosing something different and this is also this whole theme of this year and since the uh, the, the great uh, american eclipse last year right the theme oh, yeah. of Coming into integrity with ourselves means that we are recognizing 
mm-hmm. our sovereign selves, but we're also owning up to the hidden part of mm-hmm. who we are, which I think ties in, you know, it's so amazing. Here we have Venus, you know, creeping closer to Jupiter and there we have Jupiter at 18 degrees mm-hmm. and Pluto, right? The two of them at 18 degrees, which again is this about endings, right? It's about releasing the ego or the egoic concepts of I'm entitled to boss people around or I need to um, kind of diminish who I am. And this action, even of our year, the 20 and the 18, making us face it. And in fact, the 20 is this number called the awakening, right? So it allows us to uh, see things that we haven't and accept Mm. that, you know, so it seems to tie in exactly with the, um, what's happening in the chart. Now, you know, and looking at the chart, I just really notice more and more all the time, there's no significant fire. There's, um, you know, there's the North Node and a couple of asteroids in fire and um, Dwarf and Chiron. And there's no significant air. And by significant, I mean like the main planets and Mm. the main things we look at. And of course, air and fire are both um, very... um, yang energies young oh, uh, y-a-n-g however they say it here they always say it a bit different to us <laughs> yes but um for so very therefore very male energies if you like so to speak and um of course earth and water which are the other two elements which really this chart is all almost all earth and water um is the very female energy. So this has got this very yin, very healing, um, very, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful chart. Venus is actually um, about, just about to make an exact kite configuration with Saturn, with this grand trine between Saturn, Uranus and uh, Pallas Athena um, in all in earth signs. And and that's making Venus very much a big focal point in this chart, as well as the new moon clearly being a focal point. Mm. And and she's about she's stationing to go retrograde on October the second, so she's moving into Scorpio, and she will get as far as ten degrees, and then go back over this point again, and back into Libra, and then back into Scorpio again. So she's really coming into um, a very powerful position here as she can, and as she approaches her retrograde journey, which is the story of Inanna who goes down into the underworld, um, kidnapped by, uh, well, not kidnapped by Pluto, that's Persephone, but, but the, <laughs> under, the underworld's the realm of, um, of the realm of Pluto, that kind of dark depths. So we're really kind of being taken down into this very emotional healing journey on this new moon, I think. Really. Yes. And, you know, it's so interesting because, of course, the journey of Inanna is about surrender because you go through the seven gates and you release your hold on something you think you can't live without. All the trappings. yeah. Yes, all the trappings or the illusion, like your egoic illusions, like, oh, I'm important, you know, I, I'm this, I'm that, or, I, you know, I can't function without this. And when you're going to the depths and actually having that death, which is what, you know, Scorpio is all about. It's about having that death, uh, um, and I'm just coming to mind, you know, when you, they talk about, you know, when you have an orgasm, it's called le petit mort, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Le petit mort, yep. which is the little death, right? So yep. it's, it's that place where you you die because of all the things you thought were important are um, taken from you. And coming and, on the back of all these eclipses, which is literally eclipsed, <laughs> Yes, a lot of things in people's lives, uh, patterns, not just stuff I'm not talking about, but just old ways of looking at things, old ways of thinking. I really think this is the dying. This is really the beginning of the dying death of the breath of the patriarchy. 
personally. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with you. And I think what's interesting about it in terms of this death, right, is what is emerging or what's being offered to us to emerge is a kinder, more balanced place from a place of peace. So when we're looking at somebody or something or the thing we're birthing, because remember the 17 is about immortality. What are we bringing into the space that we want to take forward? And this idea of, uh, of being uh, diplomatic, right, which is also part of the two. You know, I always say, don't be a, be a diplomat, not a doormat, right? Yeah. And this idea of, yes, we can hold those accountable or ourselves accountable without uh, destroying ourselves. Like when we use mm. our egos to get revenge or prove that, yes, you have to suffer because I suffered, um, mm. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have consequences, right? But it comes from Absolutely a very no. It's it's different than this punishing kind of. Exactly, it's that thing of recognizing we've taken actions and their consequences. So mm. we accept the consequences, but we also recognize with the two energy that we don't have to be so hard on ourselves mm. or hard on. Uh, like, oh, I'm not allowed to. I see a lot of times people have this idea that. Um, you know, what I've done or my life, I didn't suffer that much. It doesn't equal someone else's or, you know, mm -hmm. they deserve more or they worth more. And just that recognition that we're all are entitled to common, uh, the common things. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that acceptance of ourselves as being divinely infused, like, every one of us brings something to the table that has value. Mm. Like one isn't more valuable than the other, even though it may appear that, oh, this person is more elevated, but they're just doing something differently because that's their, uh, like that's their station. And when I say station, I don't mean that they're higher or lower, but it's more like, you know, this is who I am, like mm -hmm. the planets, right? This is who I am. This is my job. I'm not, I'm not less or more. But there's also, I think, in this in this chart, a very big element of, uh, and I'm going to kind of have a little rant about Virgo here. <laughs> okay, right away. I think Virgo gets a bad rap as a sign. I think yes, it, I, I agree. Think it's seen as very boring because it's very service oriented, very, you know, about routines and about organizing and detail. But it's also a deeply, deeply healing sign. It's really one that really wants to make, bring the harvest of all that we've got and make something beautiful out of it. And it's very much about useful getting back to work. And I find it funny, actually, it just occurred to me that we're recording this on Labor Day here in the USA. <laughs> celebrate union and things, which to my mind is a very virgo um kind of energy unions for work yes. because it's about coming together to work out the details and fight for everybody's um rights and things so how appropriate that we're recording on this yes well exactly <laughs> and equality right this is about equality it's very much the two energy the things you're saying yeah. getting Mm -hmm. attention to detail is very much a two number yeah. and with this you know with uh, um, Saturn you know being at two right mm -hmm. and playing such an important role about that's the same thing right you can say Saturn has a bad rap too oh yeah it's like this evil thing it really is about attending to the details getting to work and and like what is it that we need to focus on because we can spend our lives, as many of us have, focusing on the wrongs that have been done to us. Yeah. So it's like that moment, like you've got to shit or get off the pot. Like it's like, what is it that you need to tell somebody or do to kind of get out of that hole you're in and that focus? Like what is it? Do you need to tell somebody they did this and just to get it off your chest? Do you need to do this like me too thing of uh, holding people accountable out in the, in the public, like whatever it is, do that. So you can then go, okay, right. I've said my piece, things are going towards that. I'm doing that. But now I'm attending to the next detail of 
I don't want to live in this space of being trapped by my uh, emotions, like my resentment, right? And of stuck what in happened. the story, you know. Yes. Because, exactly. of course, because Mercury's there and, and rules this new moon and is in Virgo. So, yes, this is about telling your story, but it's not about sitting stuck in it anymore. The telling, yeah. the telling of the story releases it, however mm-hmm. you do it. With you, you don't have to write a book, by the way. Every, not everybody has to write a book doing their tell-all. But there's, but, you, <laughs> there's a ways, <laughs> ways to release your story without... And write a book if you want to then. But <laughs> well, I think there's something powerful. You know, this, this, this idea that we need to um, follow the system. Like, yes, I've got a story and I've got to tell it. Everyone who needs to hear my story. And sometimes it's true. You have a story that is relevant. And as yeah. Lou says, if you want to go out and do it, do it. You know, for me, I feel like we've moved beyond... Uh, telling the story for the sake of the story. If yeah. you have a story to tell, tell it because it's a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. It's something you can share and it moves you forward, right? Exactly. You're taking your cart that's been stuck in the mud and you're pushing it forward and you're going, you know what? This experience that I had, it sucked, but it really made my bones. And now I'm moving beyond that. I'm taking responsibility of, that piece fits here and here I'm going forward, right? Yeah. That whole mud thing. When you're talking about creating with mud, using earth and water, what are you creating? Because that's what you do with, you know, it's kind of like we're all gathering at the banks with the water and we're like, okay, I'm going to make something, but what are we making, right? Yeah. And, you know, we are, we're doing that sculpting thing. We're taking the pieces, the clay, we're molding it into this and it's this part did the, you know, I, I did this because this happened to me. And in fact, you know, I, I, I never think there's any coincidences. And right before we got on the call, (laughs) one of my Facebook friends um, posted that she was sitting um, at her mom's grave, talking to her mom, having a, a coffee because it's the anniversary of her mom's death 20 years ago. And, and she just, but she focused on the gift of being at her mom's bedside 20 years ago and, and how that had shaped her life. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. <laughs> this yes. happened. Yes, it was not fun, you know, at the time. But the gift of it was that she kind of seized every moment and tried to emulate the best parts of her mom and things like that. So. You know, there's always a gift in every story, I think. And that's what we can look at in this new moon. Well, it's also about choice because you've got to remember too, you know, is and some of the other energies around is about choice. What are we choosing? Like there's nothing making us do stuff. We have this illusion like, you know, I'm waiting for a sign. Well, I mean, sometimes we are waiting for a sign, but I mean, <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to tell me what to do. We have this society that we've been schooled like little children, like we're waiting for the bell to go or the headmistress to say, okay, run out, it's recess. And we have to pull ourselves back from this precipice of needing instruction from someone else and going, mm-hmm. well, this is my experience. And now I feel like this energy coming into me, mm-hmm. this, you know, the water into my mud. It's like, yes, I have this inspiration, these ideas. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to shape a different world for myself. And that's bringing in that Neptune in Pisces down to earth. It's yes. Cause Neptune in Pisces is spirit. It's the mystery. It's muse. It's creativity also, but it's kind of the creativity that just flows through you, not um, not kind of thinking creativity, if you like, or painting still life kind of creativity. It's it's much more flowy than that. So this is about and it, it and the hanged man in the tarot is a very good card for this new moon, I think, actually, because he's hanging upside down, just letting this intuition and creativity Mm. and mystery flow through 
and down to earth and that's what you're being asked to do here as well and then shape it all so exactly and you know it's interesting is yes, you brought up the tarot so the 20 card is the judgment card mm. which as humans we tend to think of judgment as that person's wrong i'm right or however you know this polarization but true judgment is about looking at what is so it's kind of what we're talking about looking at what is and allowing ourselves to rise beyond our small ideas let this intuition flow in you know the two like neptune the 11 these are numbers about intuition about bringing that into our physical body and allowing ourselves to live through that so to go wow i see this uh this opportunity for me to rise above where i've been right mm-hmm. so it's like this rising tide right of choice i'm choosing to shape or mold something different and mm-hmm. I, I recognize like i'm i'm getting that sense of being uh, illuminated or lifted or or getting a, a you know a sense of a crown or something like wow i see the things i haven't seen i'm choosing something different so again there's that sense of agreement and intuition and allowance that allows us to you know give ourselves the freedom not to be so stuck in the mud and of course right after this new moon which is a very muddy new moon <laughs> <That's> yeah. like, <laughs> But we're not. But as you, but we're not going to be left stuck in it because right, right after this new moon, Mars moves back into Aquarius. He's still in his outer bound state, so he's still kind of not very Mars-like, really. He's he's kind of rogue, and he's moving into Aquarius, which is the sign of the new paradigm that we're moving into, the globe, the age of Aquarius, and. And it's Aquarius is very much about doing things differently. Mm. And he's been retrograde Mars and he's going to go back into Aquarius having learned his retrograde lessons. And, and this applies to everybody, you know, and Mars is our drive and our will and our energy to move forward. And when he, as soon as he moves back into Aquarius, he aspects um, Chiron in Aries, which is Mars ruled. And so, and that's the maverick shaman. I, I don't like the term wounded healer, actually, for Chiron. I think he's much more exciting than that. He's, everybody, always, <laughs> everybody always goes, Chiron is the wound. Well, I don't think, yes, he did have this wound in his mytho- mythological story, but he's, he's about healing it and finding a solution and how we, how we, um, how we heal from the wound he's not just about the wound so good point he is he is a healer that's the ultimate right finding the solution like you said and so so mars aspects chiron right away and this is all about mars and aries is the very i am energy Mm. you know we've changed radically through all these last lots of eclipses um particularly starting with that one last year, the, the great American eclipse. And I can see that people have changed. I know I've changed dramatically, um, but I've witnessed it in so many of my friends, so many people I see, um, and we're continuing to change. We're continuing to take more responsibility for ourselves. We're really kind of stepping up and saying, this is me, this is who I am. Uh, kind of like it or <laughs> leave it kind of thing mm-hmm. and and that's very healing as well to be able to say that so that's happening like the day after and then of course mars also once he moves um into aquarius also moves on to aspect uranus in taurus and uranus is the ruler of aquarius so we've kind of got all this configuration of aries um, Aquarian energy um, coming in to shape this earth energy um, that we've coming out of or the muddy energy that we're coming out mm. of. It's really quite exciting, I think. It is very exciting. And I think also remembering that the moon and the sun, you know, the new moon, the degree, it's 17 exact, which is mm. crazy. Okay, so 17, it is a very active number. This is about mm. taking leadership or taking risks right 
a different kind of risk. Like a lot of our lives have been ruled by what we, what we think we need to be or how we need to look in the world. And all of this energy and this moon to me is like, I'm, you know, it's like the door is just kind of bursting open, Mm. you know, uh, remembering it's kind of like the 11 and this year is about stepping through the unknown. Like everything is unknown until we experience it. Like we can't have that certainty that we've had by, uh, Oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm, this is what's going to happen. Right. We don't know. We the only certainty is knowing ourselves and allowing our truth or our gifts and our abilities to shine and, and taking those risks, like looking like a fool yeah. uh, because we can, right? And because it shifts us and that's our certainty. And, and it's about being very real. As yes, well. exactly. Like, you know, and that, that's an overused word in some ways because, yeah. <laughs> because people, you know, in the coaching world have used this, oh, you know, be real and all that. But this is really about being real and kind of being okay showing your warts more and and having more deep acceptance about who you truly are and stopping all this trying to be something that you're I'm not trying saying you shouldn't strive to kind of be a little you know all these words actually I'm fed up of (laughs) improvement bettering yourself things like that why not you know, get to know yourself intimately and be okay with who you are and just be, try and live your shinier bits. <laughs> well, yes, well, I think that there's a big, uh, I agree. I, I actually uh, think that whole story about, um, you know, betterment in terms of, you know, the uh, rags to riches or whatever <laughs> this thing is, is such bullshit. Uh, but it's like, that's what keeps us frozen, right? Because we're like, well, I want to do what I want to do. It's like when you're a kid, you know, and, and you have all these like thoughts, you go out and you, you're like, I know I'm going to do this. And then some adult comes and tells you, no, you can't do it like this and like pushing you into a box. And then you're like, wow, I, I better not make a step wrong because you know, I, I won't make enough money or I, I won't do it right. And none of those things actually works. And that house of cards is just collapsing. So it really is. Yeah. It's true. Being more intimate with ourselves and recognizing, you know what, what's real for you? Like, exactly. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be at peace and just do my thing. Right. Yeah. And that's way more powerful than like, oh, I'm going to conquer the world. Right. And I'm going to have like this massive house and these of oh, blah yeah. blah blah you know yeah. i mean if if that's if that's part of who you are i mean i think there's that kind of natural energy of leadership that we all take our place mm-hmm. in the circle without saying well i need to be like that person we're well, not you know some people will still have the massive house for sure yeah but well, absolutely not, but it's not my thing i don't really yeah want free will right this is the <laughs> idea of free will like what do I want, right? This is that time to explore and uncover and shape what is ours to do. And not like I have to do this to impress others. So I need to do it so, you know, uh, people will listen to me, right? Or any of those fake reasons for doing something. This is about getting real. Like that's the 17, that's the two, you know, that's the nine. It's honoring our wisdom. It's and it's a very Virgo word as well, really. Yes. So, yeah, it things. Yes, and that feminine side is giving us the freedom, right, to mm. to break the mold of this is the way it's done. And I find it fascinating that Venus and the female energy is leading the way here. Like yeah. the masculine energy is following the lead of the female, and. And of course, remembering that Tor- uh, Uranus is in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, right? That's a yes, yeah. Yeah, I've personally found in the last uh, few weeks, and especially in the last few days, 
since September, this huge amount of feminine energy coming into my space, into my life. It's like the feminine energy has suddenly started to take over everything. And it's so much softer and mm -hmm. sweeter and, and kinder. And I think that's the key here is being kind to ourselves so we can be kind to others. I agree. And, you know, just to kind of just, to look ahead a little bit just after it i talked about mars we've i'm not going to go through all the aspects but we have some beautiful aspects following this um this new moon uh, we have some beautiful sextiles and trines and and nice mixes of energies that are all gonna just really i think we're all gonna feel a big forward boost you know we're coming off this crazy summer <laughs> With, with well, so, many, so many retrogrades and, and then three eclipses where we normally have two and things like that. And uh, there was a fabulous meme that I shared that somebody had made with a person being pummeled by all these. <laughs> and a lot of us are feel, feeling very weary and kind of a little, little bit battle-worn. But I, I really feel after this new moon, we're going to start to really kind of surge forward and feel like we can really create something here yes i'm nodding my head here and i know you can't see me but i'm just yeah. nodding along with what you're saying but i think this is the key here is to understand that that battle weary experience like this craziness this crazy ride we've been on and especially mm -hmm. in the last few months four months like We've really been pummeled. I mean, so many people have suddenly moved or there's been a lot of death and all kinds of things going on. And what's interesting is when you're battle weary, like this is when we're in the best place to surrender to what we really desire, which is yes. to love ourselves and to express who we are with the freedom and the innocence of being a child. Yeah. The and joy of that. And the exciting thing is that um, two weeks after the new moon, we have a, a full moon at one degree of Aries conjunct that uh, maverick shaman yes. um, Chiron. And, Perfect. you know, and Aries is the sign. I always think of Aries as the toddler. He's, yes. <laughs> and we're going to be invited to be toddlers again, to just enjoy life and just... Toddle know, along. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think about how little toddlers behave they just really um they don't they mean no harm they just want what they want and they want it now and <laughs> so this is all about you know fulfilling your wants and be fulfilling who you really want to be or who you really are to get back to that real world. Yeah. Yes. And you know what's so interesting about what you're saying, and I think it's a key we have to grasp, is that it's okay to want what you want and explore and do all these things and not be so controlled by other people saying, no, you can't have that. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, bad behavior. I'm not talking about, you no, know, it just behavior. Not. But the freedom to express you, and if those people are disturbed, then they can walk away or you can walk away. It's like you don't have to stay locked in these relationships with people who are at odds with you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, because this is about relationships. This whole month is about relationships. Oh, it is, with Venus and then going in, well, the next two months, really, with Venus going yes. into retrograde. Well, it's interesting yeah. that we, we have this breakthrough with Venus, right? And this female mm. energy and the Virgo energy, and then she goes into this, uh, uh, into her journey. So it's even more rich and lush that mm. we get to go to this retrograde after we've gone through this month of love, like loving ourselves or surrendering to, uh, you know, our higher energies in the sense mm -hmm. like, wow, there, I have divine energy in me. I have this intuition. I can, you know, I can really start to listen to myself and not mm -hmm. beat myself up. And interestingly, just a quick thing about Inanna, she goes down into the underworld and meets her sister, Arishkagal, who is really her shadow side. And so that's the journey we'll be taking on the Venus retrograde. It's uh, 
it's kind of interesting. And so it really, it's about our relationship with ourselves, with our deeper inner self. This is not about everybody else. So. <laughs> yes. And it's so appropriate that Venus is in Scorpio because exactly. that's the depth of ourselves that we are terrified of, right? Mm-hmm. We're terrified that we won't be loved or accepted when we reveal the secret side of ourselves or the shadow of who we are. And knowing we're still loved, you know, is, is really the ultimate. I mean, that's what brings us to total surrender that Mm -hmm. we can crumple and die and be these, what we've been told wasters and all these terrible things that we've accepted about ourselves and go like, wait, you know, I'm still loved. And so that, frees us it's like all that crap can just be released and yeah you know all that kind of pointing of fingers can be released and washed away and it's like oh i'm cleansed i'm new i'm that toddler i'm like wow what is it what's it like bumping around in the world without having you know these (laughs) restrictions mental restrictions right and i love that you use the word cleansed because that's another good virgo word yes you know because virgo is about purification and cleansing so but people get that all screwed up as well the word purification is about being perfect but no this is about cleansing all that crap you don't need anymore yes exactly which makes me think of the judgment like the judgment again it's the judgment isn't about oh you're a bad person go stand in the corner it's it's discernment is more. Yes, more. exactly. Yeah. Discerning what is like, oh, so you did that. That's okay. You yeah. know, uh, do you still want to keep doing it or are you choosing something different? Yeah. Well, Jen, I don't know about you, but I think we've kind of covered everything really, unless there's any final words you want to say on it. So, uh, well, I do have the Sabian symbol. So oh. do you want to go ahead? Shall I say what You do the is? Sabian. Yes, I do. And I'll find where I put that. The Chandra symbol, because I forgot. Are we doing the 17? Virgo 17? Yes. Well, it's, it'll be 18, won't it? So. Okay, well, 18. Virgo 18 is an Ouija board. A symbol of the completeness with which man is able to see his experience both steadily and whole. Dramatized here by the planchette as representative of effective anticipation or true rational divination. The inner comprehension becomes articulate in outer form whenever a practical judgment is allowed to order it. Order it. And it, the individual then begins to realize that coming events have a myriad of signatures on which he can count. He masters life through his creative sensitiveness to the illimitable potentials. The key word is acumen. Mm. When positive, the degree is cleverness in making use of everyday insights and intimations. And when negative, a bondage to superstition and a surrender to the unknown. Ooh, interesting. That is interesting. And I'll read the uh, Chandra symbol because I find these really good as well. So, uh, it's eyeglasses which cause one to see rainbows. <laughs> I, love it. <laughs> I love it. Seeing through the eyes of anybody, everybody, all worlds together, all worlds different, differentiated sharply, you are able to switch perspective from the personal vantage point to any conceivable other, drawn to extend the range of perception and the worldview to encompass what it looks like from the inside of each and every one. Clairvoyant, telepathic, and mythically potent with the power of story. I love how the words we've been using are coming up in both these things. (laughs) Keenly guided to unfold consciousness into its evolutionary potential, you are thoroughly convinced that if all sides can be respected, honoured, and lived into, interpersonal dynamics will naturally work out optimally and you feel ultimately transported by an affirmative life-giving perspective to open doors and make this world a brighter place with simple straightforward brush brush strokes of cosmic common sense and do you know what i'm going to name this new moon i call it the socialist new moon 
<laughs> yes, that's brilliant. I do think that's a brilliant way to put it. Although I know a lot of people are terrified of the idea. Of so oh, less, less and less so though now, you know, apparently the word socialism is becoming more acceptable. Good, good, as yeah. it should, because socialism is all about being social and connecting the dots and creating community, which is what this is all about. And knowing that we're all connected, yes. That's right, through relationships. Exactly. I, do, I do want to mention that the, the last part of the uh, what I read, the Sabian symbol, where he says that the, um, you know, the negative or the doubt shadow is moving into surrender into the unknown. Well, I don't think that's a negative at all. I, actually, I don't either. What the hell are you talking about, buddy? But I you know, know, surrender into the unknown. This is what this is about. We exactly. have to surrender into the wonder, like you with the magic of being in the rainbow. We don't know what's coming. So is that Dane Rudyard's? Huh? Is that Dane Rudyard's interpretation? Uh, this is Edmund Mark. Edmund. Oh, it was Edmund Mark Edmund Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we have to remember, and that some couple of people have mentioned this recently about the Sabian symbols that um, they were written from a very patriarchal point of view. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> The patriarchy was afraid of the shadow. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, and, and, and also we have to remember that all of these things, that a lot of that we look back at, uh, were created in a patriarchal energy. And so, um, yeah, things are different. But the beauty is we can look at it and we don't have to agree with everything. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we can just accept that they wrote it from that point of view, this interpretation. So. Yeah, and it's not so sacred that we can't say I disagree. Like, exactly. This is the point where we are. Like, oh, okay, that's your opinion. That's great. Yeah. I accept this part. The other part I, I don't want. So, Jen, how can people find you? They can find me at my website or uh, around the uh, the interwebs or whatever it's called these days. Jen Duchenne, my website is jenduchenne.com and I'm on Facebook and, and uh, everywhere. Cool. And me, you can find me. My website is louiseeddington.com. I have a Facebook page, Louise Eddington Astrologer. I write daily on medium.com under my name, Louise Eddington. And, um, and I also have a Patreon uh, Louise Eddington too so if just search my name basically if you'll google me you'll find me so uh, <laughs> I love how google's become a verb but anyway we I know. <laughs> crazy. google me I'm out there <laughs> so anyway for now it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me